Welcome to Men Are Nots podcast. M A N, which is singular, and it turns into men. So, men for mental health. Men Are Nots, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, and awareness in men and people in society. And I'd like to welcome a very special guest today. Introduce yourself. Morning, everybody. Um, my name is Stephen Gillett. Hi, Steve, and welcome to this podcast. Um, where, where are you based, Steve? Stephen. Um, well, I'm I'm based in um, in Faversham in Kent. Um, grew up in Kent um, all my life. Um, went to school here, um, primary and secondary school. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think like probably secondary school is where like mental health problems really started with me um i'm 40 now so it's been like 25 years right okay so i mean you 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 we're here to talk about mental health and but let's talk let's let's stop for a minute let's talk about what's happening in england with this weather right now what's happening well yeah i mean i'm surprised you can hear me actually because I think it's Storm Kyra um, is coming over, so just checking the roof to make sure that no slats are coming off and I had to tie the wood pins down and, um, <laughs> yeah, just make sure that, like, there's nothing, make sure the cat's in. Just, yeah. yeah, just all just battening down for the day. So, yeah, everyone's just holed up and, yeah, just so chilling out for a bit, waiting for it to pass. So it's really, it's, so really there's a storm, so it's really that bad then, or, you know, is it, is, is can you, can you hear the wind or can you feel the wind? Is it really strong yeah i mean i'm top of my house and it's rattling the roof and rattling the skylights um yeah so it's yeah it's pretty i mean for, for like english standards it's 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 pretty bad i think yeah so tell, um, so tell us yeah. about kent Sorry. tell us about kent what's 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 the, what's the what's the place like what's the town like and well i mean i'm, I'm from family i mean kent's kent's yeah. a beautiful county i'm lucky to live here um yeah loads of uh, loads of like loads of um, like coastline, really nice beaches and coastlines. Um, lots of countryside, um, lots of lakes and like walks and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's nice. It's, it's a really sort of really lucky place, a really nice place to live, and not really lucky to be here. I think. Yeah, so it's quite scenic, and and I suppose you 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 know, dare I say, it, obviously not today, but I'm sure you get get out and about a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, for my own, like, self-care, I do a lot of walking, um, so I take my daughters walking a lot. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, like, trails and walks, like, quite near the house, which is nice. And then, so there are a lot of lakes, so that's sort of, like, my self-care, like, walking and a bit of fishing here and there is sort of what I do to kind of get away from things when I need a bit of sort of downtime. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's so important. So, yeah, we're talking, we're going to, we, you know, we're going to be talking about mental health and, and just just give me your your you know your perspective on you know how you see mental health and and you know maybe you know your experience in a sense on on this episode. Um, well, as kind of maybe just like a little bit of like background about about myself. Yeah. Um, like I say um, I think I mean I went to grammar school. Um, I think my my I think my problems probably started. Around the ages of 14, 15, um, I think I had to, I was sort of struggled a lot with um, expectations around like, what I was expected to achieve. Um, 
and also just sort of relationships in general. Um, I think a lot of the time at that age, you know, sort of part of the relationships that you have are very much based on humour and a lot of like, you know, I don't like the word banter, but a lot of like, you know, sort of Mickey taking and sort of general bits and pieces. And I think people take them to heart a lot more than what anyone really realises. And I think at that age, the combination of everything they had going on, um, it just all started to kind of mount mount up on me. And I think, like, like I say, I think it started from then. I don't really think I understood myself back then. I mean, you were, you were still really growing up at the age of like 15, 16. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, things just sort of went went from there. Um, I mean, in terms of the way it progressed after that, um, it, it, I, the, the issue is, is the, 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 you know, the less, for me, the less I talked, the more I sort of self-medicated with like illegal and legal substances um, and then just sort of associate myself even more from from people um, and then that sort of manifested in into a gambling addiction so for, like, for five years I was I had a very serious problem um, and then I kind of I think there is as well there's a big inherent link between gambling and, and, and mental health and mental illness um, so yeah that was kind of that, that was almost kind of like an escape, a, a sort of form of escapism, I suppose. Although it didn't, it didn't really work. It, it, it never really does. Um, yeah, I mean that, that was kind of that was up until sort of like my my, my mid my mid sort of mid twenties, uh, maybe sort of yeah early mid twenties, when I managed to kind of get rid of that or get it under control. Um, but the problem is, is that the mental health problems were still were still there. I mean, I'm now. 40 I'm 41 next month and I was only actually diagnosed in October of last year as living with borderline personality disorder so I was I've been living with with, like, with mental with mental health problems and mental illness for, for 25 years um and I didn't really talk about it until about sort of five or six years ago so there was a massive amount of time where I just bottled things up lived with it managed how I could and just sort of tried to live the best way I could yeah yeah, so so taking taking us back then, um, because I mean, there's been in, in amongst all that, and you know, you know, you you hit upon a couple of things there. You spoke about um, you know turning to things like um, drugs and, and things like that. Then you said you went on to um, to gambling. So what what changed? Yeah, how did how did you did you? How did you get away from the first of all the drugs side of it? Because obviously that's if to get away from that part, obviously it's, it's, it's a positive. How did you manage to get away from from kind of going away from that to to moving on to to, to gambling in a sense? Well, I think the drugs thing was as much as like experimentation when you were at school. I think a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people did it. Um, I also um, I left school. I didn't do my um, A levels, so I left school, uh, so 15, 16. Um, so sort of exposed myself to a different set of, of people um, by doing different things. So I think I kind of that just kind of, in a way, um, just kind of naturally came to came to an end. Although obviously, well, obviously I was to college, a lot more independence, and then starting to. Um, sort of drink a bit more um, and then of course 
if you go out on your own, which is what I would do with a lot of the time as a young kid, because obviously I wasn't, I wasn't well, and I, that's the way I kind of dealt with it. Then you, you then, you have the boredom, and then obviously the pubs and everywhere have fruit machines in them. Yeah, I don't know how it started, but it did um, one day, and then yeah, before I knew where I was, I was in a huge amount of debt. Um, I had to. I went to university um, and enrolled on a really great degree um, in Wolverhampton that I loved, but um, I was still only early 20s then um, and addiction was so like fear that I basically got into huge amounts of debt, spent all my money and had to, and basically dropped out after after one term. Yeah. Um, and then it took, it took time to then move away and completely go away from everybody um, and even now I didn't tell anybody about that like so many people live through addictions and stuff on their own as well Yeah, I didn't tell anybody that I had it I went to end up going to Gamble Anonymous on my own um, I'm sure people could see problems that I had but never talked to me about it and yeah I did all that on my own it wasn't until again well sort of the last sort of five six years things have really come to a head that people have started to kind of understand and learn more about almost like the double life that I had yeah, and yeah. I still do it to some degree yeah so in in a, in a sense the the you you've kind of again like I say you you, you know you've kind of you recognized you know in, in in all that you kind of recognized what what you you, you know the things that you were doing and like you said addictions because you know it has been associated I mean there's there's football players and there's a lot of um sports stars that have that have been um have kind of come out and let people know that they you know the, that gambling is an addiction and it's part of it's and it's part of the process of maybe of of self-medication um i've had people talk about they when they've had depression or you know problems uh, mental health um, issues it might be they might do things yeah you know, some people might do you know do the cutting of the arms or uh, you know some people might you know want to be punched or you know or even punch a wall um, for some people like you said it's the, it's, it's it can be the, the gambling um, so in a sense for you how, how do you how you when you you what made you sort of say you know this is enough I'm going to go and speak to somebody about this well the gambling I mean I just I just reached an absolute like rock bottom I think self-medication thing is is a really good point um, I think everybody or certainly a lot of people self-medicate to a degree yeah um, with all different all different things um, a lot of people um, use alcohol yeah um, I think it's fair to say um, I certainly did um, to very sort of heavy levels when I was going through my teens and 20s um, I the, the my twenties also saw like, the, the breakdown of my, of my first marriage and um, and my and my subsequent like, attempt to take my life. Um, and again, I never told anybody about that either. Yeah. Um, I mean, luckily, luckily, it didn't. Um, luckily, I wasn't successful. Um, but like I say, it wasn't until I mean, like I'm forty. You know, it wasn't really until about two years ago that I started talking really openly about quite how, how unwell I was um, so, but I mean in terms of in terms of the addiction I realised that 
I would have, I wouldn't have, would have taken me. Like I wouldn't have had a life. Like my life would have ended if I would have carried on because I was the hole was so deep and so dark. Yeah. That it was a case of having to realise that uh, there, I, there was only two ways I was going to go, and I had to kind of be strong enough to to realise that like I had something to live for and that my life was valuable. I mean, I think that's the key thing as well is that people give themselves such a hard time um, what, in terms of like mental health and, and addiction problems and how guilty they feel about um, being a burden to other people but actually there's so much strength and I've got so much admiration for people who even in really dark places are able to, to kind of connect to the fact that their life has value and that they are important and that we all you know everyone makes mistakes you know but that you know but good things can come from from really dark really really difficult situations definitely and you know you said you said you 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 remarried and had had children yes yes i've been uh, remarried in 2012 um and now i've um two beautiful daughters and uh and a lovely wife um so i mean it, it shows i mean ironically the last five or six years is when my my mental health has really been bad but actually i've started to come through it um with with the support of people around me yeah um and the the fundamental basis of that is just it's just taking that just take that first step and just in whatever capacity it is, just finding the start, just finding one person that you feel comfortable talking to and also just importantly, somebody you, you feel listen to you and just, just not judge you and just just let you be yourself and just approach things in the way that you need to in your own time and in the space that's right for you. Yeah. So it's about gaining, which is, like I say, I mean, I've been saying this, I've seen this, you know, since I've started this, is that there's the common themes are the two T's in the sense of trust and and talking. Obviously, we've got the L there, which is listening, but definitely talking. Yeah. And and the the main thing is the first part is the, is the trust, trying to find trusting in yourself, but also trusting the person that you're going to speak to. Like the may not, like we spoke about earlier, ridicule you or or thing. And also, you spoke about something which is very um, important then which is when you're when as a person or a man or a woman you're going through this thing you you, you feel like particularly as a man where we, 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 we're seen as a strength is you don't want to be seen as a burden on on your no. partner or your, your family no I mean I found it massively emasculating because I I want you know I want to be able to provide a comfortable life for my for my wife for my children it was my decision to well our decision to have children I, so I, I took on wanted to take on the responsibility of making sure that they what they need to be able to you know live live their best lives uh, and you want to be seen as you've know, been able to do that um, by by opening up and by admitting that you that you for some periods of time can't do that, um, it does. You know, you put yourself, you make yourself very vulnerable because you're you're showing that you know that life isn't perfect and neither are people. 
and that there are you know that and you don't really know what's going on with somebody um under the surface um but you but, but even but by doing that but by making yourself vulnerable and about and by opening up a bit um you know you can you can get so much from that and you can you can and you, and you can just kind of help yourself to to just kind of get the help that you need and actually live the life that you want to yeah so how have you found um you know living living as you've got older has has it become in a sense I'm sure it's got it's obviously it's got it's got better to deal with because you you then become more aware and more mature. How have you found it in in in, compa- in comparison to when you were younger? I think it it, it does get. I think it's a double edged sword. I think it get it gets easier as you get older because you you kind of are, you kind of are in touch with yourself a bit more and you understand yourself more. You're able to kind of understand a bit more about where emotions come from and why you feel the way you do. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, I was also... I also looked at it from the other way and thinking that I was angry because it took me such a long time to get to the stage where I am now. Yeah. And that I wish... I wish I would have been able to... Or I wish I felt that I could talk to people when I was younger, and also I wish that I had understood myself a bit more when I was younger. Because, yeah, yeah. like the formative years, are so are so important yeah, to the way you live the rest of your life. If, yeah. if people are in secondary schools now, and they're being given the opportunity to talk to people, listen to people who have got lived experience, and kind of just hear about the way that things can, like the way that life can go. But also, more importantly, the fact that there's no shame in it, and that no, you know, a lot of the time, you know, it's, it's not it's not your fault. It's, there's nobody to blame it. A lot of the time, with illnesses, it just they they happen yeah. for whatever for whatever factor. But um, yeah, I think now at my age, it's about what now what I can try to do for other people. Um, it comes to my family, my friends, my children, um, and my local community to try to raise a bit of awareness about mental health and mental illness and just to try and help people not to have to go through what I did for as long as I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also I remember earlier we spoke about, you know, it was it was, it was it was brilliant what you said actually when you came out and said that um, you, was it was it to with football or something, you spoke with your, your, with your friends and it wasn't until that they, you spoke about it and then you, you know, one of your friends came out and spoke about it, and you said, "Gosh, we've been we've known each other for so many years, and yet all of us have had this thing." So, just speak a little bit about that 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 moment where you kind of like that yeah. light bulb moment. Well, it was like I say. I mean, I had I had a breakdown. It must have been sort of six years ago. Um, and as I said to you, like we're doing, I'm doing the podcast from from the from the pretty much the exact space from this room where um, it was that day where everything just fell to pieces and I couldn't leave the house, I couldn't even leave this room Um, and I had conversations with my parents and with my friend with someone from my close friends from this room 
just to explain to them what was happening and the pain I was I was going through. Um, and then I started to, started to go into I went into therapy. I've had quite a lot of therapy over the last few years. And then when I started to go out again, and I started to talk to talk to a few of my close friends about it, um, it quickly became apparent that a lot of people I'd known from a long, long time said that they'd been living with quite big mental health challenges, um, and mental health problems for a long period of time, but we'd we'd, we'd, we'd never spoke about it for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. Just because we felt we didn't want to didn't know how to, didn't want to feel weak and vulnerable or whatever it was. Um, but once I made that step and said, you know, look, this I can't do this anymore. This is what's going on. Um, yeah, it turned out that a few of my friends were in similar situations and, and actually then we started having proper conversations about mental health and about what our experiences were and what we'd gone through in terms of you know, like the medical side of things and like professional support, um, how it affected relationships um, and jobs, employment, but how we'd come from it um, to vary, you know, in varying degrees. And it's pretty incredible. But when you when you read, when you you're able to kind of talk to people about about how you how you feeling about the problems that you face and having people that listen are empathetic. Um, and can kind of relate to you in a way, um, and it, it's so valuable. Like it makes such a difference to your life having people you can talk to. Um, you can't put a value on that time and on those connections. Definitely, um, it, it it really makes a massive. It's made a massive difference to my life without any shadow of a doubt. And also, the confidence that's given me to talk to my friends has helped me in the way that I talk to my wife and my family which is very difficult but it's made that easier as well yeah. um it doesn't mean that it's less it's less hard because nobody wants to see you in pain yeah yeah but by talking but by talking to those people as well it makes it makes relationships stronger yeah so in in you know like i say i'm looking i'm i'm i'm, I'm looking at the, so much so much of the positives and and like i say you've gone through all those things and you know, you've got, like you say, you've got two beautiful daughters, you've got a wife, you've got, you know, and I always place family as such a, such an important, you know, even if it's, you know, your immediate family or your surrounding family, I think it's so important um, to, for, for human, for human connection. Yes, you can have friends and all these, you know, people on Instagram and all these sort of things, but they, what's more important is those people that are, you know, so close to you. And, you know, from what I can see from you, you know, you've 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 jumped you've kind of hit these hurdles and gone over them and um you know all you know all power to you for for doing that and 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 kind of coming to terms with the fact that um you know you 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 you're 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 getting there and you're you're a success you know um it would be fantastic if you and you know one one thing you it would be brilliant if you did if you if you and your your friends got together and, and made a made a group in a sense i don't know if you've done that already or you know, you know what's what's your plans? What's your thoughts and your plans for the for your future? Um, okay, just before the plans bit, just want to make a very very quick point. Um, we touched on it when we sort of spoke informally. Yeah. The the importance of partners 
and the support that they need. Yeah, definitely. When you're when you're in a when you're in a marriage or a relationship. Yeah. Um, my my wife has been absolutely um, priceless and critical and invaluable in terms of the way that I have been able to um, rebuild my life. Um, we should never forget how important the partners are, yeah, and also never forget never forget how much they're taking on, and also what they have to deal with, and what they have to process, and who's supporting them because people can only take so much yeah and it's 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 under it's it's fundamental that we never forget the how amazing those people are and certainly how lucky i've been um i just wanted to mention that i just think it's something that i care so much about that's Um, definitely true definitely true and so important like you said um but in terms of like the future. I mean, although I've I've lost um, two jobs in the last year because I've because of my illness, um, things are changing. Um, I'm medication that I'm taking and the professional interventions that I've had are starting to starting to work. Um, last year, I um, last year I published a book about fatherhood and health, which I'm really hoping that will help men to um, just to kind of I feel that they're not on their own and that it is okay to talk to people and that there's no shame in it and actually there's there's massive strength in realising um, and just being able to you know sort of say that you're struggling um, and it, it, it you know I've got a massive respect for for everybody who talks about the problems they're facing because um, it can make such a big difference um, I'm I'm hoping to do some more events this year. Um, I'm doing some for the Housing Quality Network um, because um, social housing is such a huge part of our society now. Um, but uh, but there's a huge um, it's kind of a huge area related to kind of mental health and housing and and, and debt and that kind of thing. So I'm going to be doing some some talking around that um, and hopefully some community events as well you know the, there's a, a, a huge mental health calendar lots of events that are going on um, there's a, a local community mental health garden which is not far from my house um, which does lots of events like they've got like men in shed there and they do uh, talks and classes want to invite people down there to kind of feel less alone feel less isolated just kind of have a space where they can go and, and kind of just um, relax, meet people, and just just kind of you know, do things that are important to them in terms of like self care and, and 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 just kind of being the people they want to be. Um, so, oh yeah, so there's a lot kind of personal stuff that I want to do um, and get back into work. Um, I think that's a massive misconception. People believe some people might believe that. We're living with mental mental health problems don't want to work and aren't able to work. I think for me, it's about just finding the right environment, yeah, the, the right fit, um, the right fit for me. And then, yeah, hopefully getting back into doing the things that I want to do. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to thank you for, for, for talking so 
so openly and and about the things that you've you know you've gone through and you know you know I hope anyone out there that's listening to listening to you can can you know if they, if they are you know if it's everything anything that's relatable you know for them to kind of talk and open up and and trust somebody and, and kind of get help so I'd like to thank you for coming on yeah I'd like to thank you for coming thanks, on thank you very much indeed yeah so thanks very much for having us um, I would just say, like, I'm contactable like via social media. So if people do want to contact me yeah. for any reason, um, I'm I'm here and I'm happy to to listen to people and help however however I can. What social media? Um, what what social media can anyone can contact you on? Can you let the listeners? Well, the, the best one. It would be the best one is Twitter. Yeah. Um, so I'm part of like the mental health community. Twitter is huge um, and it's an amazing, amazing platform, an amazing space in that platform. Um, My Twitter handle is at TalkingCL, so T-A-L-K-I-N-G-C-L. And yeah, if anybody anybody who wants to contact me for any reason, uh, I'm I'm happy to listen. So yeah, if if you're out there and you think you're worried or you feel like you're alone and isolated or you you're struggling or don't know where to go with things, um, things can get better. Uh, and I would say, yeah, contact, just try and talk to people who are close to you if you can. Um, but absolutely, I'm always, you know, I'm always around. And, and if you get in contact with me, I'm, you know, I'm happy to message you and, and to help wherever I can. Yeah. Thanks for that. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping that we can, we can do future, future episodes together. So thanks for that. Yeah, look forward to Right, thanks very much. And that was Men Are Not. And bye, guys.